Welcome to the St. Paul Lakeland Podcast, where we connect you to the life and focus of our church here in Lakeland, Florida. My name is Nick Moss. I'm the Director of Christian Education here with Ken Sherman, Director of our Music at St. Paul, and we are in the Bean Challenge. It's March 2021, and we missed last week because I was in Houston at a Mm -hmm. meeting. So we're going to talk about two chapters, which is prioritizing prayer and seeking solitude. So those are two big topics, prayer life. Did you guys all get a chance to do the self-assessment on prayer, the target practice? Yeah, that was neat with the different targets about, um, you got you got the book open right there. Yeah, it's a, it says, I prayed every day last week. I believe in the power of prayer. Prayer is the first thing I do in the morning. I pray often and continually throughout the day. And when I need direction, prayer is the first thing I do. This is what we we're supposed to be working on last week, just giving that assessment to ourselves and kind of going through. I did find that some of those, I thought I'd, you know, it's a part of the, some of the habits that God's built into my life over past years. But the one that I found that I, as I looked through that and thought about it, I was like, oh, ooh, I do bad on that one. It's the, mm-hmm. uh, when I need direction, prayer is the first oh, thing yeah. I do. I tend to be fairly independent and feel like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not that, I don't think that I'm self-sufficient, but I tend to act mm-hmm. like I uh, should be able to figure out the answers. Yeah. And so it's usually a couple hours into solving something that I'm like, oh, <laughs> I should probably stop and pray about this. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one. That's probably one that I don't naturally go towards. Um, I think the praying every day for me at some point happens, but I needed to continue to work on making it a habit and specific time, Mm -hmm. specific place. Where does that happen? And -hmm. people that I've talked to that have really good prayer lives, it's that they've, they've designated either it's early in the morning or it's at night or it's long. I mean, whatever it is, it is a specific time in their day Yeah, that they have just blotted out in their schedule. And that just, it always happens then. Mm-hmm. So that's, I know, I think those are, those are good things. The, I, one of the, what was the second one that you said? I was, believe in the power of yeah, prayer. Yeah. I believe the power of prayer. Do you really believe that you get to talk to God? Yeah. Theologically, that one even is a struggle for me. Mm. I mean, I, th- so going into mm-hmm. the question of, do you believe in the power of prayer? My first thought is, well, no, that's silly. I believe in the power of God and I talk right. to him through prayer. And that makes sense if you're not familiar with the Bible. Because yeah. in the Bible, it says that the prayer of a righteous man mm-hmm. uh, avails much. I mean, the Bible's pretty clear on it, that prayer is powerful. It's just in our own humanity, we like to nitpick words. Well, this guy likes to nitpick yeah. words. And sometimes, you know, I just got to be careful. Yeah, and the, the power of prayer is... Um, I think growing up as a, as a Lutheran and I mean, we had our prayers in church and that yeah. is um, an important part of our, our liturgy and our worship service. But the idea of having prayer outside of the worship service right. and spending time in prayer, I don't know if it was taught as well, but also with, you know, praying for people, we always, and I'm guilty of this too. It says, Oh, I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. But instead of, I was convicted on this a couple of years ago, was we say, oh, I'll pray for you, and then you never pray for somebody. Mm-hmm. And the question was, well, why don't you just pray for somebody? When you say, I'll pray for you, why don't you pray for them right then and there? Yeah. Or if you don't, what are you doing to to hold yourself to that, that you are going to really pray yeah. for that person um, versus just a nice Christian you know, departure <laughs> when you're done with the conversation? <laughs> I'll pray for you. Have a good day. And you never, <laughs> never yeah. do anything. So I think that's important in our relationship with God, we've been given the gift to be able to communicate um, with the Creator through Jesus. Blows my mind still. 
And then you look at what Jesus gave us. He gave us the Lord's prayer when the disciples were asking, how do we pray? Such a simple prayer, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's important that he didn't spout out, you know, 2,500 words is how you pray. Yeah. That was, that was very um, catching as Mm -hmm. I was working through that this past week. It was very simple. There were no fancy kind of phrases that really just said the same thing three or four different ways. He didn't, you know, wax verbose. Yeah. He just, he just simply spoke. And then prayer leads into, you know, seeking solitude, Mm -hmm. which is really hard to do. I think even more so than ever is trying to be alone. Yeah. So he does draw the understanding of solitude, not as being alone, truly alone, but rather being alone with God. Yep. And so when you think about prayer as a conversation with God and going to God with our, with our thoughts and listening in an attitude of prayer, there is some overlap in those concepts. But I think if we look at the distinction that kind of draws attention to what we're supposed to be working on this week, and that is seeking solitude, seeking that time alone with God. um, I mean, part of it's cutting out distractions, right? Right. Yeah. I was talking to the the kids uh, in Sunday school and we were talking about seeking solitude and, how do you how do you set aside time to, to be with God? Is it when you're playing a video game? They're like, you know, no, that's silly. <laughs> of course it is, because you're distracted. You can't. Yeah, you're physically alone, maybe not by another human bur- human being, but right. you know, your your mind is distracted on other things. Yeah. In this our world now, man. I remember when I was growing up, there were so many times I was bored on yeah. any given week. I mean, we we were bored every day. Yeah. Uh, but that's a different world than we're in as adults. And I, I suspect my kids are going to get, get there as well. But teaching yeah. people how to use, how to slow down enough where, well, to where they're it, in danger of being bored and then seek solitude with God instead. Well, the whole thing about picking up your phone. Yeah. You know, how often, and what, what was Andy said it on Sunday? What, oh, the statistics? Yeah, it was like. Yeah, 80 times a day yeah, for the average person. Picks up a phone 80 times a day. So that means 80 times Okay, let's just say half of that was not because of a phone call. <laughs> you get 40 calls a day? <laughs> no. Um, okay, let's say, you know, okay, anyway, but even just a quarter of that, oh, if yeah. it's just because you're bored, yeah. you know, I don't do math super well, but, you know, you're talking, you know, 16 times, you know, yeah. 15 times, you know, you're you're picking up the phone just because you're bored. Oh, yeah. Well, and then for, for the younger generation, it's what, 150 or 140 times? Yep. What do you say? Something yeah. like that. It's, it's crazy. So one, I guess two things seeking, seeking solitude that step out to me that's challenging mm-hmm. is one is like you said, how do you cut out things in our lives that are going to keep us from seeking solitude? And number two is it's not to escape from some type of um, the chaos of the world. And we just mm-hmm. want to go to a, a room and put on our favorite music and we just drone out for an hour. It's spending time with God Mm -hmm. or doing things that allow God to speak to you. Yeah. As you're going about seeking solitude. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good moment from the sermon. If you've, if you're listening to this and you haven't had a chance to go listen to the sermon from Sunday, I'd encourage you to pick one of those services that we streamed and go back and listen to it. Pastor Andy talks about some of that distinction between um, clearing your mind, right. filling your mind with things of God, um, which I found, I thought that was a really encouraging distinction to spend time thinking about on Sunday. Right. And then, you know, you obviously go back to the, to God's word where Jesus is, what did he do before he made big decisions? Yeah. He prayed. 
He prayed, you know, before he started his ministry, he prayed solitude in the desert uh, before he picked his disciples. He went away and he prayed before he went to the cross. He went yeah. away and prayed at Gethsemane. I mean, he took his friends with him, but then he even went away from his friends. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, you stay here and I'm going to keep going a little further down the road um, into the garden and pray. So I think that's a an encouragement as well as as we make decisions, especially big life decisions, you know, yeah, whether it has to do with job, uh, relationships, um, family, um, moving, all those all those big time things. Mm-hmm. Are we dedicating time to saying, you know what, I need to spend some time in prayer and getting away from the distractions, yeah, and see where God's leading me. Yeah, and I know that the days that I have times where I build in time for prayer that those things come to the top i mean they're they're part of my brain they're part of what i'm struggling right. with working through etc and so when i spend time with god on a consistent basis it's not something i have to then go say all right god well a little bit later i need to schedule some time with you to talk through this right. it's a I mean, i'm in the habit of praying and so i'm going to spend time talking about things that are on my heart um, and listening and trying to reflect on scripture and different things like that to hear from hear what he's saying yeah, and it, this word that came up, we were talking about it earlier before we, we started recording, was sabbatical. Mm-hmm. It's a churchy word. Um, it's a it's more than just a, a day's rest. It's, it's this idea of, of really carving out, and I've seen it be about three months, mm-hmm. where you don't do anything of your normal work day mm-hmm. activity stuff, but you're going on kind of a journey. Um, now, most of us cannot just take three months <laughs> off of work and go. <laughs> hey, but one of those Sabbath words comes around every week. Absolutely. It does. And I I wonder if we took this idea of, okay, for, for three months, I'm going to take a sabbatical and that I'm going to maybe cut out mm-hmm. some things that distract me and I'm going to replace that with spending time with God. Right. I mean, yeah. Lent is a great example of that, right? I mean, a lot of people give up things during Lent. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, I'm going to give up. The purpose isn't just to give it up. The purpose is to point you to Christ. Right. And so you're really taking a sabbatical yeah. and a rest from fill in the blank. Yeah. That way you can be filled up in your relationship with Christ. Yeah, there's a big thing. I remember when I was going through my training <clears throat> uh, at Liberty, one of the big big focuses that you heard people talking about all the time was um, serving and ministering out of the overflow. Yeah. And it's just one of those ideas where we don't try to go eat so we can then feed somebody. We just need to be constantly filled up with God and filled up with spending time with him. And then the overflow of that is what gives us an opportunity to minister and to serve. We don't go get rest because we've spent everything. We go get rest to then and that, so he talks about that in uh, day 27. He even says the Sabbath wasn't instituted because God and Adam were exhausted. It happened when both parties, God and man, were strong and fulfilled. It's something they filled up with. Right. So if you're feeling really just exhausted and empty. Right. And unmotivated to even, you know, serve people or look and see how can I serve my neighbor. It's going to start with finding rest. Yeah. And feeling, you know, working on your relationship. And by working, it is doing things that are going to draw you closer in a relationship to Christ. Prayer, reading God's word, just like we're talking about in this being challenge. 
And out of those things, as the Holy Spirit continues to fill you up, um, give you all those fruits of the Spirit, right. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, then you can, out of that, serve those around you. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's the work of your hands, not the work of the Holy Spirit through your hands. Right. Um, not an exhaustive statement, but generally speaking. Right. Exactly. So, seeking solitude, it'll be good to go through this week, and then we're almost done. The last one's choosing church, which um, I think I've got something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, working at a church. Um, but it's good. Hope hope you're enjoying this podcast as we, we move through the Being Challenge book. And uh, let us know if you hear this and send Ken or I a message. Um, send us an email. It's nmoss at stpaullakeland.org or Ken Sherman at stpaullakeland.org. Let us know you're listening. We'd love to hear what you're, what you're getting out of it. So we've got one more week being challenged. See you next week.